Welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast, where we tackle teaching challenges from a biblical perspective. Why are we here? Because we don't believe that our spiritual walk and teaching profession should exist in two separate domains. Rather, the hope we have in Christ should change how we approach everything, not just at home, but at school as well. So join us as we explore both the spiritual and practical sides of key teaching challenges, integrating them together so we can succeed at teaching, glorify God, and make a lasting difference in our students' hearts and lives. Well, welcome back to this series on reducing teacher stress and creating work-life balance. Last week, we talked about what the big picture framework of redemptive history has to say about work and rest. And if you missed that, I encourage you to go back. Hopefully you'll find it really helpful in just seeing how did God originally design work and rest to be? How did the fall mess that up? But what does the cross have to say about it? We um, really, I really enjoyed um, sharing that with you. I hope that you guys found it helpful. This week, we're going to talk about why we often feel like we have to do everything and why that's not actually a very good idea. I don't think it would shock you to say that as teachers, we often try to do everything. Okay, I mean, obviously, I don't literally mean everything, but we really try to do a lot. We see this idea and that idea and, you know, this expectation and and this thing that we've always done, and we think, I, I got to do all of it, <laughs> We want to do so much, and it can be really hard for us to let go of things or to say no or to choose not to do something. It can be really tricky. We kind of just feel like, you know, I've got to do everything. And we wouldn't necessarily even say, I have to do everything, but it comes across in that resistance when we see, oh, I should do that, and I should do that, and I should do that, and I should do that. And we have trouble saying, you know, letting go of any of those things. So what I want to do to start is I want to examine why we try to do everything, you know, quote unquote everything. Why then, then why this is a bad idea, and then what we should do instead. So first of all, why do we often try to do everything? I think there's two aspects to this, probably more than two, but two that come to mind. One is that a lot of times this is done out of really good intentions. We really want to help our students. We want to be great teachers. And we also want to be great at a bunch of other things. You want to be, if if, if you're married, you want to be a great spouse. If you're a parent, you want to be an amazing parent. You want to be involved in your church. You'd love to help out with, you know, whatever club you're interested in. I mean, there's just so many things that we want to do. And we, we have great intentions. We see these needs and we want to step in and help. So that's one reason why. One of the things that's pulling on our heartstrings. But there's another aspect, too. And that's, there might also be some identity issues going on here. And we talked some about identity in the previous series. If you haven't listened to that, I encourage you to go back after this episode and listen to that. It lays some kind of groundwork. But what I mean by that is that we might be finding some of our worth or tying our identity to either getting stuff done or how good of a teacher we think we are or what other people think of us and whether they think that we're a good teacher, um, there might be some identity issues going on. And we'll come back to that here in a bit. So these are some of the reasons why we might be feeling like this. But let's consider a little bit 
what are the realities that we're ignoring when we either think we can do everything or even though we know the other way this comes across is sometimes we know we can't do anything, but we don't let that reality flesh out in our lives. Even though we know we can't do anything, we still try to do everything. And that's just as problematic. So what are the realities when we're ignoring when we either think we can do everything or we try to do everything? Well, first of all, it's that, well, first, the first reality we're ignoring is that we are finite. We only have so much time. We only have so much energy. And we only have so much mental capacity and focus. Period. So the reality is we cannot do everything. Literally impossible. But it is helpful to sit with that truth for a minute and just recognize we can't do everything. We are not superwoman. And more to the point, we are not God. God can do everything, be everywhere, help everybody. We can't. And God doesn't expect us to. We are finite. So that's the first thing. We are finite. We cannot do everything. Number two, reality we're ignoring when we try to do everything is that when we say yes to one thing, we are saying no to something else. This always happens. And too often we ignore that opportunity cost and kind of pretend it doesn't exist. But but it does. For everything we say yes Something else either suffers or doesn't happen. And that's just because we're finite. And that doesn't mean we should never say yes, but it means that we need to consider the cost. I mean, just think about it. If you say, I'm going to stay up late grading, well, what suffers? Maybe time with your spouse. Maybe your sleep and your energy level the next day. Um, Maybe your time with God. Like something is suffering. Um, maybe it's just resting on the couch watching Netflix that's suffering and you say, I don't need to do that. I'm going to grade instead, right? And that's totally fine. So it's not, the no isn't always bad, it, but there is a no. <laughs> Whatever we spend time and energy on, something else doesn't get that time and energy because they're limited. And we just need to recognize that fact. And we need to consider when we say, when we're making decisions about our time, what you know, what would I be doing instead of this if I'm if I'm not using this time in this way? And which one is the best use of my time? So we need to recognize we can't ignore the reality that we're finite. We can't re- ignore the reality that when we say yes to one thing, we are by default saying no to something else and that we need to consider that. Third, we need we can't ignore the reality that trying to do everything just doesn't work. <laughs> When we ignore the reality and just try to do it all, even though we know we don't have time for it all, what ends up happening is we drop the ball somewhere, right? When we try to cram too much into our day or into our week, we drop the ball somewhere. But the problem is we aren't choosing where we drop the ball. It just happens wherever we run out of time or wherever we run out of energy. And that's not good because... Often then we end up dropping the ball on things that matter or things that are important. And it would be much better if we recognize ahead of time, okay, I don't have time for all 10 things I want to do today. Let me strategically choose which ones really matter and make sure I get those done. And if these few, if I end up dropping the ball on these few over here, that's okay. Do you see how much more valuable it is to choose where we drop the ball versus just dropping it where we don't want to? 
So, and finally, so realities we're ignoring. Number one, we're finite. Number two, when we say yes to one thing, we say no to something else. Number three, trying to do everything doesn't work. We end up dropping the ball somewhere. And number four, our God-given need for rest. We cannot ignore the reality that we need rest. We talked about that a little bit last week, how God designed us. He gave rest as a gift and how we need it. We're also going to come back and talk more about that in the final episode of this series in episode five. But for now, we just need to recognize we can't ignore our God-given need for rest. It is important. So we've seen some reasons why we try to do everything. It's done in good intentions. There might be some identity issues, but we're ignoring some key realities that we can't afford to ignore, that we need to pay attention to. So with all this in mind, what do we do? Well, number one, we need to recognize that we can't do everything. And once again, that recognition can't just be in our head. It has to sink down into our heart and start affecting our actions. We have to accept that reality and start Live and start really recognizing it and taking it into consideration as we make decisions. Number two, once we recognize that, we need to start being intentional then about what we say yes to and what we say no to. This applies both to big commitments, like whether or not to you know sponsor a club or you know be involved in another activity, but it also applies to just our regular day to day to do list. If we want to have time for things that really matter, we need to start reducing or eliminating things that are less important. And we'll dive into that more next week. So number one, recognize you can't do everything. Number two, start being intentional about what we say yes and no to. As we wrap up today, though, I want to talk about some obstacles that you might face as you start to do this. And... The reality is, we already talked about this, there may be some identity issues. Um, There may be even some idols in our life that keep us from doing this, that keep us stuck. So let's talk about that. First of all, idols. What do I mean by an idol? Like, I'm not, I don't have an idol in my house. Well, idolatry, you know, in olden days, in Bible days was really obvious, right? I mean, people are bowing down to statutes. But in our days, we don't do that. But an idol is anything that we make really important in our life, too important in our life, where we start thinking about it all the time. It matters more to us than what God thinks. That right there, things that matter more to us than than God, that's an idol. And they can be really sneaky and they can sneak in without us even realizing it. So we might need to ask ourselves, am I making an idol of my performance? as a teacher or as a, you know, or even in other areas of your life? Am I making too much of that? Or am I making an idol of what people think of me? Or am I making an idol of getting stuff done? Different of us are prone to different idols. So some of those you might say, no. Others you might be like, hmm, maybe. We, we have to ask ourselves things like, do I care too much about these things? Or am I finding my worth in that? Am I finding my identity in that? A kind of eye-opening question is, do I panic at the thought of not getting everything done? Or do I panic at the thought of someone not thinking that I'm doing everything that I should? If those thoughts induce panic, there might be something there. We might be putting them up on a pedestal that only God belongs on. And if it does, then that's something that we really need to consider. 
tied to this is questions about our worth and our identity. The way to dethrone an idol is to re is to put God back on the throne and make sure that we're finding our worth and our identity in Christ and in God and him alone. You know, we can think through things like the fact that he has placed us here and that we are called to work for him. Now, that means that we should work hard and we should do a wonderful job. We should never be lazy as teachers, but that work should be for him. It's not for us and it's not for people's approval. And remember, God knows we're finite. God never expects us to help everyone all the time. What he wants is for us to use our time and energy that he has given us to serve our students, yes, but also to serve our families, also to help others, also to spend time with him, also to grow and build our relationships, and also, as we talked about last week, to rest. So those are all ways that God wants to use our time and our energy. So we're going to explore this more in the coming episodes. But for now, it it might be really valuable to spend some time examining your heart. And if you're finding yourself really hard to say no, really hard to let go, really hard to not try to do everything, to ask yourself why. Why is it so hard for me to let this go? And if you discover there is a bit of an idol there, confess it to God. Ask him to change your heart and to fix it. And just trust him then that he will and yield to the work that he is going to do. I hope that these thoughts have been helpful for you. The whole point of this episode is to realize and to realize not just in our head, but sinking down into our heart. I cannot do everything because once we realize that we cannot do everything, that's the, that is the mindset shift that frees us up to start choosing the right things to spend our time on and the best things to spend our time on and start saying no to some of the things that don't matter as much so that we have our best time and our best energy to bring to the things that really matter. And in that way, we can be just as an just as effective as a teacher, perhaps even more effective as a teacher, and have better balance and not be so stressed all the time. So I definitely hope that you'll join us back next week, where we're going to talk about how we can get the best things and the right things done in a reasonable amount of time and start letting go of some of the things that are less important. Do want to also mention a couple other resources and our discussion question before we pray. I want to invite you again to our free training next week called Five Time-Saving Practices to Stop Feeling Overwhelmed. This is going to be a really practical training. You can get it. Uh, sign up at teachfortheheart.com slash balance training. You'll want to be there live, but if you have a, a time conflict, Lord willing, we'll have a replay available if technology cooperates. So head to teachfortheheart.com slash balance training to sign up for that. Our discussion question this week um, is this. Saying yes to one thing means saying no to something else, whether we realize it or not. Think and consider and then share with us what is one thing that continually saying yes may be costing you without your even realizing it.
Join the discussion and see what other people have to say either in our Facebook group at teachfortheheart.com slash Facebook or in the um, blog post for this series at teachfortheheart.com slash balance. There's one other thing that you'll find at that at, at that link, teachfortheheart.com slash balance. There's a song by Jimmy Needham called Clear the Stage. And it's really um, an impactful song for considering idols um, and clearing them out. So if you are kind of resonating with that language of, yeah, I think I might be making an idol of some of these things, I encourage you to go over to teachfortheheart.com slash balance. We'll link to that song. And I think you'll find it really helpful. Let's take a moment, though, right now and pray about these things um, that we've been considering. Will you join me? Father, thank you that you are with us. Thank you that you know our limitations and that you care and that you have a plan for us and you desire to help us grow in this area of balance. Um, I thank you that you are always with us. Teacher, take a moment and just thank God that he cares about this area of your life. Let's move into a time of confession. Um, If you've noticed or realized that you are making too much of what people think about you or about what, you know, getting things done or feeling like a great teacher, confess that to God. And if you're not sure, ask God to reveal it to you. Let's ask God now to work in our hearts, to remove any, to to, to show us any identity and worth issues, but to remove them, to start changing our hearts, to start changing our mind, and to show us practically what it looks like to have the balance that he would have us have in our lives. We thank you, Father, that you know us, that you care about us, that you're at work in us. We pray that you will help us in this area. Show us what you would have us let go of, what you would have us hold on to, and make your plan clear. Work in our hearts and lives to clear out any idols, any identity issues. Help us find our hope in you first and foremost, and then show us what that looks like in our lives. We thank you for your son, Jesus' sake. Amen. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this time of prayer. And remember, you can always pause if you don't have enough time uh, to continue praying before moving on to the next prompt. I hope you will join us in our upcoming free training, five time-saving practices to stop feeling overwhelmed. That's at teachfortheheart.com slash balance training. And then join us back here next week. We're going to talk about two keys to getting the right things done in a reasonable amount of time. You will absolutely not want to miss that. That one's going to dive into a lot more of the practicalities of what this actually looks like. All these things we've been talking about, what do we actually do with them? So I hope to see you next week. And teacher, remember, God is at work in you and through you. 
Keep your eyes on Him and teach for the heart.